afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val in the can and Beans. We're going retro today, folks. We're bringing you back to the 1940s with Frankie Val in the can. That's right. It's a retro show. Gather round. (laughs) Jeez. You need a soundboard. You really need one. well, I have a soundboard on here I can I can access, but I'm also bringing my uh, I'm bringing my other one over to the studio because I'm getting a bigger one for there. I don't know, but do th- th- this is this is something else. I don't even know where to start. Is it software? No, th- this has to be hardware related. Ugh, ridiculous. Oh, actually, it's firmware. I mean, it's it's all in one. So I've got to I got to figure something. I'm going to. I'm going to do really light searches in between our and in between our uh, exchanges to see if I, <laughs> what do I do? Roadcaster voice sounds like I'm in a tin can. What's the issue? Everyone in the chat's making good jokes about it. Good. As long as everybody's lighthearted about this, then we'll be able to get through. Franks and beans in a can. I mean, you could just buy us at the store at this point. I know. All right. Let's get let's get into some. Uh... Some news. If you guys have been listening, I've mentioned this case several times over the past couple years. It's the case of Joshua Adam Schulte, who was the man that they said was responsible for the Vault 7 leaks to WikiLeaks from the CIA. It's a very long and convoluted story, but ultimately, the, the way they ended up getting, quote, this guy is they said that he had child porn on his computer located in his page file. And... From the very beginning of this, it just raised my alarm bells. The case has been absolutely insane. He had a hung jury the first one. Then they accused him of sexual assault. Then they, it's been nonsense. They had him in jail. He decided he was going to run his own defense because of the complexity of everything involved here. He's a brilliant guy. He is doing his discovery, his work to, to support his case. The only place he can do it, Frank, is in a skiff at the courthouse, if you know anything about going into a skiff, they like, especially as a prisoner, they, it's sealed, right? Oh, it's sealed. They give you the equipment to use. You're basically strip searched before you go in there. Like everything is limited. You can't go on the internet. Well, the government said that they found child porn on his skiff laptop, and it was his. When that started happening. I was just like, oh, give me a break at this yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Child porn always shows up at the uh, at the most opportune time for the people who always deny that things like child porn are pervasive, horrible problems. And uh, it, it, it's, it's crazy. Whether it be that, Las Vegas, they use, they use that excuse there. Um, but it didn't um, – what's her name? What's her name? Talk about uh, trying to plant that stuff. Cheryl Atkinson. Yeah. 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 And so, no, I am not one to jump out and defend child predators, okay? Obviously. But I've read this case, like, almost the entire thing. It's thousands of pages of information. And I can tell you right now, this is a line of bull. Well, anyway, yesterday, he was found guilty, of course. Oh, what? Of the child abuse image possession in court. Oh, so they they completed the railroading on that. Oh. I mean, is it possible it's real? But no, I, I, in this case, it is it possible? Anything's possible. Of course, it's possible. Do I think it's probable? Absolutely not. Especially since you have to consciously make a decision to bring that laptop into this into this environment it's provided by the government the whole thing is <laughs> so wait wait so they gave him the laptop to use in this skiff and he used his time in the skiff to view child porn they're saying and put it on there yes that's what they're no, saying oh, oh it's, it's unbelievably unbelievable like oh my gosh and that's not what that, that I, all, this is I, begging for a full expose, begging for it, like seriously. And I've been following and talking about the case here and there for years. It was filed in 2017, they charged him. This man has been laboring away. He doesn't even have access to like a typewriter anymore. He has to hand write all of his motions and notes and everything. He has to hand write them all. What they've done to this guy 
I can't even explain to you in words. I, 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 it's been terrible to watch what they've done, and and barely anyone's paid attention to it. Um, so is so he's going to be going to jail for this, and not the week the, the the leaks. Oh, that too, that too. They got him on that too. Yeah, he's oh, done. Wow. He's finished. Thirty three years old when he got convicted the first time. I, I he's done. God help us all. Gone away forever. Never will see the light of day again. I, 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 there's, I can't. Anyway. Seriously. Was he innocent of everything? What he, what he really ended up doing, Frank, was he blew the whistle to the inspector general at the CIA about the lax password and security protocols that were in place there that would allow someone to come in and get the Vault 7 stuff. And if you read through the, the testimony of the trial, um, he had a uh, he had a state appointed attorney who actually did a really 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 good job for him, but it was just technically so far over their heads that he ended up defending himself because they could not even grasp the concepts that the government was presenting and charging him with. For him to disprove what they were saying, he had a he somebody had to have the knowledge. He couldn't bring in an expert because of the cost. Then there was conflicts of interest. The government tried to say that one of his witnesses was an attorney was again. It was, they did everything to destroy this man and, and hardly well, like did. And they, yeah, they did. They but, did. but again, like I say, God help us all because I mean, this kind of thing could be done to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't work for the government. Don't do anything for the, I, I just, oh, anyway, um, at, on the same vein of the weaponized government yesterday, the government filed an appeal to the Supreme Court of the United States asking the Supreme Court to allow them to continue censoring Americans and arguing that the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals in Missouri v. Biden made a wrong decision in um, upholding parts of that injunction against them. One of the arguments that they they make here is that, um, here, let me just read this to you. I want your, I want your reaction, Frank. Social media platforms allow billions of people to share constant content instantaneously around the globe. The unprecedented scope and speed of social media communications has obvious benefits, but it also carries significant hazards, including the use of social media platforms to recruit terrorists, harm children, and spread misinformation and disinformation. Oh. Which is protected free speech. Misinformation and disinformation. They, this, I, I, I'm sure people out there are, are, are taking that very more and more seriously these days. But every time they say it, it's just, who cares? Misinformation and disinformation are protected free speech. There if is no crime. If it wasn't Rachel Maddow, I would be spending more time in jail than the, the child porn uh, setup guy. Yeah, I mean, think about what they do to her for all the Russiagate stuff. I mean, and, and it doesn't matter, like, again, the government is never telling the truth on what they want amplified. We've gone over this in detail. But even if they were, and I decided to, de to decide that, you know, I don't agree with them and here's why, and I made up some tall tale about, I don't know, rabbits coming out of holes and you know experiments and whatever that's my right to say those things you can and it's your right to listen to them and then say tracy is a lunatic who wants an outside corner office not an inside corner office crazy people want that so it's it's ridiculous the next one frank of course, the government cannot punish people for expressing different views, nor can it threaten to punish the media or other intermediaries for disseminating disfavored speech. Wasn't it just two days ago that they came out and said... <laughs> what? There was a memo from the special assistant to the president and senior advisor and spokesman for the White House Counsel's Office that directs the media on how to report about the Biden impeachment inquiry? Yes. about I mean, gave forceful vocabulary about how unfounded and, and ridiculous and, and absurd and baseless, of course, this all is. So, yeah. Debunked. Disproven. Debunked. 
So, no, are they blatantly threatening the media with this letter? Absolutely not, they're not. And would it, would it stand up in a court of law? No. But do you think that they feel any pressure whatsoever? Now, many of them are willing sycophants, but do you think that they, if this were 15, 20 years ago, the editor at the New York Times would come out vo- like vocally screaming against this? How dare the government try to direct the media? The, the, the regarding line is, in all caps, it's time for the media, well, not all caps. He capitalized the first letter of every word in the sentence. Who did? Oh, that's even worse. I, you put an echo on? No, I wanted to see if the reverb, if I had put reverb on, and now it is on. <laughs> it's like you're knifing yourself right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Back to the original stupid setting. Oh my gosh. Damn. I got to figure this out. Wait, wait. Did it, is it, is it finished? No, it's not finished, Frank. It's not better? No. By the way, just a quick thank you so much to Wendy. Uh, She she sent over a nice rumble rant for us. Was really kind. Um, Okay, so in in, with the first letter capitalized, it's time for the media to do more to scrutinize House Republicans' demonstrably false claims that they're basing impeachments. Dot dot. What was that? Just let's just keep going. The silent head shake. Mm-mm. No. No. Okay. And read that, read that again. <laughs> it's time for the media to do more to scrutinize House Republicans' demonstrably false claims that they're basing impeachment stunt on. Mm. Now, I don't know if he thought he needed to capitalize every word in this sentence because he didn't put the word the before impeachment, but I, it's not a title. These people are morons. I know grammar shouldn't get me so pissed, but there's no reason for this, for any of it. Well, we're, we're, we're talking about really inarticulate, uh, bottom-of-the-barrel intelligence people. <laughs> Everything that used to be... I really enjoy going back to even early 20th century speeches by, by even some, you know some presidents or especially members of Congress, and it's still very eloquent. Made with Uh, roadcaster mics. (laughs) Yeah, I know. No, it sounds like it came through there. But very eloquent stuff. Now we're talking about scraping the bottom of the barrel intelligence, and it's just, uh, I don't know. Even yesterday, I saw a clip from overseas across the pond of their parliament, and somebody was standing in front of their parliament addressing them about vaccine injury. And just the way they speak over there is still so dignified compared to the trash that's coming out of our people's mouths. It's insane. Well, they also have a very deceptive um, accent. Well, they were using Madame and, you know, all kinds of very, very, uh, like, hoity-toity ways of referring to people. Yeah. So, um Then we got this out of the UN yesterday. You got to hear this one. This one's going to blow your mind. And this is is going to answer people's questions about a lot. A lot here. Um, And, of course, firings at Twitter have left us with no one to call to flag content that is abusive or even incitement to, to violence. We're now seeing that almost anyone can promote disinformation for the price of a blue tick. So we've still, it's not all bad, we have teamed up with the platforms uh, to elevate reliable information around COVID and climate, to amplify trusted messengers, and we have quite an army of them out there who want to take UN content and... Hold on, just to interrupt. She's basically saying that they're forced to use the platforms organically now, the way they were meant to be used. Yeah. Like, we've got an army of people to try and amplify the content we want people to see. Well, what a concept that is. I, lo- I, love, how, I love how she's um, essentially, she's essentially mourning, mourning all of this. And then also say, oh, don't worry, we, we have other ways of, I, I, it's just, it's terrible. There's, there's more. <laughs> Promote it within their followings. 
and also educating users um, on how to slow the spread of disinformation. 15 days! New slogan that we want to have every, everybody have in their ear when they're online is pause, take care before you share. <laughs> Um, wow. but yet we do they don't, like they don't even in. they don't even want people using condoms <laughs> I mean, they, 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 this is crazy this is crazy these these are wow wow an information war for an and information we war need to massively ramp up our response so we're creating at the UN a central capacity to monitor monitor and also have the ability to rapidly react when mis and disinformation and hate speech is threatening not just our people, our operations, but also the issues and the causes that we're working on. But also, we're going to be gearing up our verified initiative around climate change and developing this UN code of conduct on information integrity on di digital platforms, hoping to set global standards that we can all advocate yeah. around. Um, Let's all get around their global standards for how we talk about climate. Right. And hate. And always remember to pause and reflect on everything that you're l listening to, especially if it sounds like it's not leftist. <laughs> if it's not heading, if it's not heading in the centralization of power or or suffocating taxation and censorship direction, pause and really think about whether or not you want to continue on with that line of thought. Um, so that we can collectively work for a more humane collectively internet. for a more humane internet frank now she she was in initially talking about twitter and she was saying that they have nobody there anymore because he fired everyone and they don't know who to go to to get him to take stuff down the way they used to somebody in the chat asked why i keep flipping my hair it's because this piece of hair keeps getting stuck on my eyelash if you must know and it's annoying to have hair stuck to your eyelash even though you guys probably can't see it it's, it gets stuck to my, I have, it, anyway. So that's why I keep doing that because <laughs> it gets stuck to my eyelash. Um, so she's basically saying Elon Musk destroyed their ability to have any control over the platform now known as X, right? And, uh -huh. and there's a reason why Elon Musk is being attacked from all sides. That has, you know, a lot more to do with what he's done with X than any logical reason they could come after Elon Musk. But I just wanted everybody to know we've been writing about this. Wendy has spent a lot of time on this. She published this article, The UN's War with the Infodemic, Misinformation is a Virus. This was published February 8th of this year. It's a fantastic article that goes through the UN's decision making and what they're going to be doing and why and, and how they want to get information that's credible out to people and what their goals are with it. So I'll put it in the show notes for everybody to be able to read it. It's freaking amazing. Always ahead of the curve. But, you know, they're going after Elon now because why? Because he decided to shut off some some satellites and, and, and save the world from nuclear war? <laughs> because he's, he's, he's anti-Semitic? What other reasons can we come up with, Frank? There's a ton of them. Well, anti-Semitic should be the catch-all because everything fits inside of that nut. Everything. Unbelievable. But he's not deterred. Not only is he suing the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League for Defamation, <laughs> but he's also suing the state of California now. He's suing, and it's glorious. It really is. Now, this What's that suit about? This California passed a law that requires social media companies to buy, like, semi-annually provide to them a report that lists their terms of service, their content moderation policies, what accounts they've taken action on, what accounts that um, have been flagged in their system. It's just a reporting requirement that social media companies have to report to the Attorney General of California. All of this stuff about how they moderated hate speech and, you know, all kinds of other crazy here, a detailed description of content moderation practices used by the company. Information about how and whether the company moderates hate speech, racism, extremism, or radicalization, disinformation or misinformation, harassment, far foreign political interference, and then also information and statistics about action they've taken to moderate for those categories. So basically, the government is inserting themselves, again, as the trust and safety team at any social media company. And Elon Musk sued 
saying not only are you infringing upon our right to free speech as a private company, but also upon the rights to free speech of every single person who uses our platform. And basically what he's saying in, in the, from a business standpoint is you're forcing us to take a stance on issues that even you've admitted in crafting this bill are politically charged and have no consensus. So if they come out with a policy that isn't harsh enough against hate speech, then what happens to them? From a business standpoint, they risk advertisers not coming to the platform. They risk whatever. If they don't report, they're fined $15,000 per day until they do. And it's up to the AG to determine what good faith reporting is. So if, if the AG says, well, you didn't report enough of what we think you have, you're being fined now. It's just, it's effing ridiculous, this whole thing. And they were very vocal about the fact that they want this to be a way for um, them, the government, to keep a healthier conversation flow going online. And they hope that this spreads nationally, but will have a national impact. Oh, oh God, horrible, horrible language. Government wants... So out of I, all the things, out of all the things that they cannot be doing, that they were never allowed to do, to be part of any kind of effort that promotes healthier conversations, is, ah, uh, I mean, wow. This is like this is like the craziest group of camp counselors you have ever heard in your life, and they all they all need to be BTFO'd. It's it's terrible. Speaking of BTFO, real quick. D-W-T-S. Did you hear, wink and a nod, Matt Walsh is going to be on Dancing with the Stars? What? <laughs> Dancing with the Stars came out and announced their cast. And Matt hey. Walsh is on the show. Not that Matt Walsh. Another from Matt Walsh. Daily Wire? No. Matt Walsh from the Daily Wire is not on the show. He's just okay. pretending it's him. But it's not him. It's another Matt Walsh. Okay. Is it Joe Walsh? Because that guy needs a job. <laughs> no, it's not Joe Walsh. <laughs> that guy's pathetic. It's Matt Walsh. The guy's name is Matt Walsh. And if you look at the flyer, clearly it's not the Matt Walsh that we all know. But the left went nuts and started saying, why are you having this transphobe on your show? Oh, my gosh. How could you do this? Blah, blah, blah. So he embraced it. And he's, he's been claiming all over the place that he's going to be on the show. Hey, you know, the great thing is that... Um, Leftists are so dumb that uh, even though it'd only take a a one or two pa- a minute to pause and, and to reflect and assess, <laughs> uh, they they will continue. There will be at least a, a I don't know how many thousands of people watch that show, but there will be at least a good subset of people who will refuse to watch the season because a person named Matt Walsh is on there. And I, I, I don't. It's not going to deter some people. It's so They're funny going, that you. I see. Hold you, on to it. I see what you did there. Pause. Reflect. <laughs> so anyway, Musk is suing. Um, I threaded out the entire lawsuit for everybody. I will definitely be following it. He has some very interesting and confusing Section Two Thirty arguments in here. I thought when I first read this that they were relinquishing their Section 230 protections the way they wrote it. And then they come back around later on and use the Section 230 protections in their defense. So uh, Jason um, Fick, Fick, no, what's his name? Who's that? Oh, wait, am I done? Did I fix it? No. No, I didn't. Jason Fick, he's the one who's had the Section 230 lawsuits up in, in front of the SCOTUS and all kinds of other stuff. He he sent a message out to me. This is the most confusing thing I've ever read. He, if anybody knows anything about Section 230, it's that guy. He knows everything there is to know about that law because he's been fighting it in court for over a decade now. So he understands that law. And he's like, this makes absolutely no sense. I don't know what their Section 230 stuff is here. I don't get it. It makes It contradicts itself in a way. But the rest of it is pretty damn solid. So there's that. Um... Also in legal news, crazy today. Did Wait, you... is that the 230 guy that was on with us? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, also in legal news, did you know that they dropped the case against uh, Bijan Kian, uh, Rafikian, his name is? 
the guy that was General Flynn's business partner? No. Yeah, they dropped the case against him. Um, after years of him fighting, um, the judge overturned his conviction and then they, the government came after the judge and then they've been in appeals court. It's a very, very long story. But they, the government finally dropped the charges against him. And he's a free man now after fighting this since the Flynn case was ongoing. But you, we had Akeem Alptekin on the podcast a couple times. He was the Turkish businessman that was looped into all this. They still haven't dropped his charges, which it, they're basically almost the same thing. They were, they were, that's another complicated story. But we're still, we still need more justice is what I'm saying. Well, are we talking about something like this has been getting, this has been fought since 2018? Yeah. Nineteen. Yeah. I just, w- w- what is the legal, the representation situation there? I mean, th- this guy. Own, he's been paying for his own damn attorney that whole for time. For those many, that many years. And that's what they hope for, Frank, is that you run out of damn money and you can't defend yourself and you end up in freaking jail. How is he paying? I guess he's a rich man. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, he had the funds or he had an arrangement. Oh. Man. Can you imagine? I'd be looking for somebody to sue right now just to get my money back. Damn. That's, that's why General that's... Flynn is suing the government right now. To get his money back. Because we're going to move on. Frank, I don't know if you've been following Sarah Fields on Twitter. Sarah is censored. Has been doing absolutely phenomenal work on the Paxton impeachment, which we were vis- we visited the other day. This is a three-minute clip of the the prosecution making a grave error in this case. Here. To 18, to 20, and to evidence. Thank you very, thank you very much. Yes, One sir. final question. Would it be possible for, for us to find out what sections the court considers double hearsay in case in that report later we could... If I have just a second... Yes. Uh, if, if I could stop the clock to confer, because I think we may be through. I just want to make sure. Sure. So here he's talking about going back to his attorneys and talking to them about whether they're going to be done with the case in total. He goes back over there, comes back to the mic. Honor, at this time, the House of Managers rest. They rested their case, Frank. They rested their case, right? And so the defense jumps on this. Really right. I apologize. Yeah. I think he is entitled. Yes, so I'm fine with that. We'll recall this man. We will accept the rest. He didn't get to cross-examine the witness yet. So it was a, it was a big mistake on their part to rest their case before the cross-examination of their witness because now they get to recall that witness and they don't have a, a, an opportunity to do anything else. They screwed up. They rested by accident. And he's going to admit that in a second. Sir, Your Honor, we have some motion practice we'd like to take Hold up with on. all this, all this, all this problem. I messed up and shouldn't have rested until he finished his cross. I've been and yet you this, did. Excuse me. Having this witness come back doesn't make sense. It would seem to me the appropriate thing for him to do is to cross this witness. And then if we had an opportunity or took one to redirect. But it usually should be when both of us have finished with this witness and then we press. We're, the court is having to put up with a screw up by me. I apologize, but I would really respectfully like for him to go and do his cross. They want him to be able to cross-examine because they want to be able to come back and redirect that witness. They don't get to make their counter-argument right. anymore. Right, they've already, they've, already, they've already bowed out. Yeah, so so they, screw, they screwed up big time. How do you do that as an attorney? How do you walk up to that freaking lectern and tell the judge that you've rested your <laughs> It's a huge 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 mistake $500 an hour for the taxpayers to pay for this incompetence and then this one listen to this one oh my gosh prosecutor your job is to zealously advocate for the tr- I mean I'm sorry your job is to seek a true and fair I've forgotten my oath I've forgotten my oath I'm playing that again as a prosecutor your job is to zealously advocate for the tr- I mean I'm sorry your job is to seek a true and fair I've forgotten my oath I've forgotten my oath I've forgotten my oath yeah you've forgotten your yes. oath all right lady you sure yeah, have. Right. Who the hell cares about oaths? You, know, you, you just pass your test, you get your license, and then you go out there and you just look to make some money. And, of course, shape policy. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I have, this is if you're confused about the uh, pay for play political favors portion of the Ken Paxton trial. This woman in three minutes and 30 seconds does the best job of explaining it I've seen out of anybody. And, and anybody can understand this. And here it is. Here it is. This is great. Okay. Here's a recap on what happened yesterday in the Texas impeachment trial. All about countertops. So, Attorney General Ken Paxton and his coffee boy were at Ken Paxton's house. And he's... Paxton said to Mrs. Paxton, hey, do you like our countertops? And she said, I mean, they're fine, but I'd really like to get granite. And Paxton said, granite it is. We're going to figure out a way. Call Cupertino, which is kind of like Texas's Kaiser Sozo. Like, they're sort of this, this bad guy investment company we don't really know, but they keep talking about it. Anyhow, so Coffee Boy's like, oh, no. I can't get my wife new countertops because I'm just a coffee boy. And what if, what if the only reason he can get new countertops is because he's exchanging new countertops for political favors? So he just kept thinking about that and he got angry. And then he brought it up at the office and he said, um, hey boss, are you exchanging your new countertops for political favors? And Paxton said, no, go get my coffee, idiot. And then... He thought, oh, okay, well, that doesn't prove it that he, he's not. So he called the FBI. Coffee Boy calls the FBI and says, hey, I think um, Paxson is exchanging countertops for political favors. And the FBI said, ooh, tell us more, tell us more. And he said, well, I don't have proof or evidence, but in my mind, I think it's true. And they said, oh, that's enough for us. So let's, let's investigate. And so then... Um, Coffee was on the stand and Busby's like, hey, here's a picture of the kitchen. Is that the kitchen you saw when you were there spying on your boss? And he said, yes, it is. And then Busby said, okay, look at this picture. Is this the picture of the kitchen that you were standing in whenever you he, they were talking about countertops? And he said, yes, that's the same picture. And Busby said, that picture was taken a month ago and he never even got the countertops. And then the angry lawyer lady who needed help with hair and wardrobe. <laughs> It's, she said, objection, 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 objection. I'm not watching. Is she on a treadmill right now? What's going on? <laughs> no, she's mocking it, Frank. She's mocking okay. it. She's okay. she's okay. mocking the whole thing for, for the stupidity that it is. It really, it really. Oh, it, it is stupid, but the delivery is getting me anxious. <laughs> <laughs> this is how any like normal person would explain something as dumb as this to somebody else. Like it is, it is just. Hey, you know, remember, always remember, uh, James Comey, speaking of uh, speaking of General Flynn, uh, the, the, the thing that said that got him to say, OK, well, let's send people over to the White House and start uh, entrapping everyone is that it was merely early enough in the in the transition of the Trump administration that I guess the rules just don't apply, that there's a there's a lawless grace period for the FBI. So if, if that was what gave them the green light to send agents to the White House to start entrapping General Flynn, then, of course, this little gut feeling would have been enough for them with Ken Paxton. Someone in the chat is saying Coffee Boy is the drunk idiot who's basically le <laughs> It's just ridiculous. I really want to finish this because it ends on a really funny note. You can mute it. I'll let you know when it's over. Oh, no. It's not, it's not. I don't want to cause you too much angst with the microphone and everything. I just, I just wasn't watching. I didn't know whether or not she was running on a treadmill or not. <laughs> Keep going, though. Okay. Because she didn't like the picture because it, it was proving too much. But she had other reasons and it had something to do with the date. And the Busby said, how dare you accuse me, an officer of the court? of trying to lie about the date, I would never. Let's go over there right now and look at the countertops. And so then they said, okay, that's fine. You, you win, Busby, because you're better. And then um, I think they proved that they, they never even got the new countertops. And so he didn't commit the treason for exchanging political favors for new countertops. But now they're trying to say, Oh, well, that doesn't mean that he didn't think about it. He could have, he might have thought about doing it. He just never got around to it. But the real issue here for me is that 
Mrs. Paxton never got her new countertops. I don't even know what she has now. God forbid it's linoleum, you know. <laughs> but he was, I guess, eating off of other countertops for a while, which is very sad. And we don't like it. We don't like it at all. But he said he's sorry. And um, his wife forgives him. And, you know, we still want him to be our attorney general. So countertops dismissed. <laughs> God forbid the linoleum. The linoleum. Well, who was? Uh, did they make linoleum countertops? Uh, I think so. There is. There is also just beneath quartz, but not that much less expensive. Is uh, um, not not granite. No, no, no. That's a lot more expensive. No, quartz is more expensive than granite. Quartz is more expensive than granite? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. What's the other one? It starts with a Q. Quartz? <laughs> no. Or maybe it starts with a C. What the hell is it called? Um, the Formica file, somebody said. <laughs> Formica. Formica, that's, that, that's a little bit more at the, at the cheap end, right? Co- yes, Corian. Corian, which is not as cheap. It's not cheaper than quartz. Not that much. Because we we looked into everything after after our kitchen took a pretty expensive um, detour, it cut into a lot of our budget for things like countertops and stuff like that. And we just wanted to see what kind of options we had out there. And Corian, they said that they don't even really use it that much anymore. It it, it did not make the price go down that very much from the quartz. Hmm. I never heard of it. Yeah. Never heard of it. So. That's the countertop saga. That's the countertop saga. Um, oh, man, I wish these people would go to jail. I wish somebody would go to jail anywhere. Well, I mean, people are going to jail everywhere. It's just not the people we want to go to jail. Right, right. Um, apparently, this is this is news to people. This is uh, Xavier Becerra. Becerra. Becerra in Italian. As much as we know that the... Come on with this. Why is the volume low on every one of these that I'm playing? I didn't put it that way. Here we go. As much as we know that the folks at IRS have a thankless job because they have to go and tell their fellow Americans that they may be audited or they have to do this work understaffed, uh, we have to maintain the confidence in the system because it's a voluntary system of payment of our taxes. I'm sorry? Can you please clarify that for all Americans? Yeah. It's what? Yeah, this is a this is an often referenced clip from the uh, Don't Pay Your Taxes crew. Um, I played this on the show. When oh, I forgot. It was it. years no. ago. Yeah, it's often referenced when he talks about taxation as being voluntary. When everybody, you know, and there are people who do very very uh, articulate deep dives on the 16th amendment and and what's been ratified and what's all just nonsense and the tax code is that getting around right now yeah yeah it is and so is this one just it's a little harder for people just listening but this guy films himself digging a hole at the beach i i'm i'm trying to to pin down if this is the same hole they're talking about i think it is he digs this hole at the beach and watch what happens next. This is insane. Here he's digging the hole. It's on screen. He's digging. Thanks, Bernard. Now, finally, for now, a mysterious hole on a beach has caused a stir in North Dublin. A local astronomy enthusiast is hoping the crater in Port Marnock could be the aftermath of a cosmic event. It's a huge, mysterious crater that looks out of this world. But is it? The unusual hole on Port Marnock Beach stopped local astrophysics enthusiast Dave Kennedy in his tracks yesterday. And he's certain the small but heavy rock inside it came from up above. As you can tell by here, there's a scorch mark on this side here. So that would have been at the angle that it came down at. And uh, it is weighty. I'm not sure if it's composition, but we're definitely going to have to find out. The striking hole soon caught the attention of passers-by, many hoping that what they're witnessing is the aftermath of a once-in-a-lifetime cosmic event. 
they literally did a news report on the hole that this dude dug at the beach. And he saw his hole on the news being referred to as some kind of a crater from an asteroid coming out of the sky. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's just... <laughs> The Pope oh. is uh, the Pope is partnering up with the Clinton Global Initiative for 2023. By the way, Frank, just in case you didn't oh. know, of course, of course, he's just there to try to mesh all of the world religions together. I hate when my hole ends up on the news. Says the good Doc Gonzo. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Say, I mean, you you carve out a perfectly. I mean, it's just a perfect circle of a hole. Why the hell would any kind of object, some, some celestial object from space, make something so perfect? And nobody saw it, heard it, that there was an impact at the beach? Oh my gosh, the, the, the local media, is that, that's just, that's embarrassing. It is. I want to play this clip for you, Frank, and get your opinion before you hear mine. Listen to this. Audience, you can, you can weigh in too. A couple months ago, it dawned on me, I'm a grown ass woman. Why don't I have my own bedroom? I shared a bedroom most of my childhood. And when I finally got my own bedroom, it felt like I had arrived to grown up land. And then I got married. And then I was sharing not just a bedroom, but a bed. One day I was helping my nine year old decorate and organize her own bedroom and realized, wait a minute, why don't I have my own bedroom? Couple of fun benefits. I got my own bedspread. I picked out my own pillows. I get to put all the pictures on the wall that I want. Look how gorgeous this one is. I was a little worried about how our kids would react to mom getting her own bedroom. I didn't want them worrying about us. But a week ago, I was talking to my daughter about going on vacation and getting a little Airbnb and how many rooms would we need? And she goes, well, mom, you gotta make sure you have your own room. Yes. You're a grown ass woman. Get yourself your own bedroom and teach your daughter that she could have her own bedroom her whole life. I hate her. I said one of the best things about being married is sharing a bedroom and a bed with my husband. That's like one of the best things. Now, the comments pissed me off because there were so many people that came underneath. Well, I sleep in my own bed because my husband snores and I can't. That's not what this lady's saying. Yeah, no. This is this. See, this and I did an entire episode on what 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 people are calling what have been what has been covered by the media as sleep divorce. Um, I did an entire episode on this maybe about a month or so ago, and this goes outside the bounds of. I mean, the, the, you should have heard some of the people I had calling in where their spouse has really like violent episodes, like where they have been beat up in their sleep. That's different. Yeah, yeah. Snoring. I mean, there, there are things where. I understand no matter how much you love somebody, biologically, you need sleep. Yes. It, okay. But this is just, this is just out of control, selfish, not, I, 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 I hate her. Yeah. Yes. I, I, like, that's the thing. People were like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be judging this. But I'm like, you didn't listen to it. Okay. Because if you did, you would know that it's not a medical reason or like, you know, a lot of people have a sleep apnea or like they need, you know, certain medical interventions at night and it makes it hard or you know, that's not what this is. That, that That's separate. I, I get that. You know what I mean? This is this woman being a selfish, entitled. Would you want to be married to that? I, like that's her mind. The, 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 my visceral reaction to this video and that has nothing to even do with her just wanting to girl power her way into her own bedroom it's not even about a bedroom it could be about anything else it's her it's her just me 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 mindset can't take it i can't take it and Listen, I, you, you have to consider yourself you have to you have to be considerate of yourself obviously but i uh no no, no. Yeah. it's not even that she's trying to be considering uh, considerate of herself it's that she feels like her closeness to her husband and that bond you share in that living space together and when you sleep at night and whatever else you're doing in your bed is not is not as important as her own like she doesn't value her relationship with her husband enough to value that that's what it is for me 
She doesn't value her relationship enough. Her, I want to decorate and have a bedspread is more important to her than her, her very special time with her husband in their own bedroom. Yeah, well, I, well it, it's also just her need to record this and put it out there. Yeah, that too. The energy and the delivery, it's just, she's a spasmodic, um, narcissistic person. And I, I, I just don't, I don't like her at all. I, I, it doesn't have to be, this could have been a completely different subject outside of the subject of bedding and where she sleeps and what kind of, what kind of, uh, separation she wants from her husband. Um, it's, it's a totally separate subject for me. It's just, I, it's I, just energy and presentation. I played this next to my husband and my, <laughs> you should have seen his face. He was like, like he was just disgusted by the whole thing. It was great. Uh, this one really pissed me off. Now, we're going to play this. This is a new Dove partner. We're going to play this first and then I'll tell you the backstory of it. You're, this is going to piss you off a lot. It, it is, Frank. I'm sorry. Here we go. Great. My belief is that we should be centering the voices and experiences of the most marginalized people and communities at all times. Yeah, I hate so her. When I think about what fat liberation looks like to me, it looks like centering the voices and the experiences of those who live in and who maneuver through spaces and institutions in a fat body. No, like liberation looks like to me is the whale talking to me right now. That's a person who's been t completely liberated from standards, from uh, rest uh, restraint. Yeah. Well, you've been liberated all right, honey. Let me... Accessible spaces and having conversations that are aware of the fact that people have different bodies and that they are interacting with space and people and institutions and communities in a different way. Fat liberation... I think she just feels like she needs to say institutions and communities as much as possible with her little lisp. Well, she gets to string it all together and it actually starts sounding scientific. It sounds like she is, she's like really has tapped into something that uh, she's she's tapped into something here and um she's been enlightened she wants to share that enlightenment with people and really again i i maybe midwit but i think that we're talking lower level intelligence here this is a uh this is this is community theater mm. you know like a community theater those differences and having those conversations instead of shying away from them to learn shy I mean I always shy away from the, the conversations about about fat bodies and how they interact <laughs> with space yeah I I, I always I, that, that's one thing that I have I've had to really really work on over the years <laughs> my willingness my comfort my comfortability level around the, the conversation of fat bodies in space. Can you imagine if you did walk up to her and start talking to her about how her fat body navigates through space, what she would do? Uh, how do you feel the room right now? <laughs> I I need to know. Obviously, I am. I, I'm not as privileged. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not as diverse as anybody else in this room for being a little bit more on the slender side of things so i don't really understand space or even body because i have so much less body than you i want to know somebody who has so much body and also so much mass and space taken up tell me more about i don't know do you have your own gravitational pull do you have a a, a center core like what is in your center core i not only is this bad because of what we just talked about. But this is the same woman who ruined the life of a woman at the University of Virginia a couple years ago because they were they were blocking the road and having a Black Lives Matter pro protest at the school. And she lied and said that this poor young girl in a car said that the protesters would make good speed bumps. She never said it. This poor woman that is at the center of the attack that the, the one we just watched perpetrated on her as completely made up is now a, forced to take sleeping pills to be able to get any sleep at night because they so thoroughly ruined this poor girl's life. And so so Fat Spaces chick gets a, a, a deal with Dove while poor girl from three years ago, that Fat Spaces chick ran herself all over, destroying her life over a lie, gets a... a Man, like she ha she's so rotund <laughs> that she almost doesn't even have a double chin anymore.
Her oh, she double just has a round is, face. Is about to round out with the original chin, and it's just going to become one large, unimpeded oval. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, those links will be in the show notes too. If you like want a frog, read. like you know how a frog that, that comes out underneath the chin. Yeah, that's how they breathe. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Th- then there's this one, and we'll end. This one blew my mind today. The parents of a teenage girl say that a flight attendant placed a hidden camera in the first class bathroom in order to record their daughter. Now, the daughter was going back to coach to use the restroom, Frank. The flight attendant stopped her and said, please use the first class restroom. It'll be faster. And her mom's on the plane. It wasn't, she wasn't alone. The flight attendant says, oh, there's something wrong with this bathroom. Let me fix it real quick. Goes in, comes back out and says, okay, it's fixed now. The girl goes in, it says seat broken. And if you're looking at the screen, you can see. She snapped a picture of this. There was a camera taped to the seat and on the labels they use to tape the camera to the seat, the camera has its flashlight on at the time. It says seat broken. The girl, I guess, goes in there, uses the bathroom anyway. I don't know. That's weird. Comes back, takes a picture of this, comes back out. The dad confronts the flight attendant because he ran in right afterwards to grab the camera. Am I making sense here? Yeah, I, I what I don't understand is how, I mean, you're trying to set this girl up for a P-cam. Pretty much. And you leave the light on. Yeah, and then air marshals and the, and the feds met them on the runway and got Good. this guy off because they told the pilot, like, your your dude here was trying to record people in the bathroom. You know, I'm, I'm happy he was caught. I'm happy he, I'm happy and grateful he's so stupid. But look at this. Because I, I, I don't know if there, there, there are other, maybe there's, uh, I don't know. Thankfully, he's so stupid. I, I just zoomed it in on the screen for people so they could see it for all it's worth there. So he said, hold on. I have to, this is broken. Let me go in there. And he takes red stickers <laughs> and, and pastes his camera to the top of the toilet lid with the light on. You, I mean, if the light off, if the light was off, you can still see that it's a camera. I I mean, it, it was he. Did, how desperate was he to not, get arrested? Not only that, but what is he really gonna film that way? But her back. Well, as she descends to sit down oh, on oh, the oh. on the, the yeah. Someone said get... he was just living his truth. <laughs> oh, that's it. I'm done. I can't anymore after this today. <laughs> Man. You oh, have... I gotta figure out what's going on with this microphone, so. Yeah, you do that. You have been listening to the Dark Delight Podcast with... Frankie Val in the can. And beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. And Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Rumble, Getter, and on Twitter. Hopefully by Friday, I mean by Monday, Frank will have figured out his sound issue. If not, we're going back to the 40s. I'm just going to start playing classic music. Right. And we'll go. Later. Later.